Praise God. Well, it's an honor to be here. It was an honor to be with the youth. I just said, come on, young people. Was it a great week or what? Come on. Woo! Man, it was awesome. Well, I got to say, it's so neat. Thank you, Pastor Ben, for sharing that. It's so awesome when you do life with others. That's why community is so powerful here at Vita. Amen? Community, doing life with others in Christ. It's a joy that we see just seeing Pastor Ben and Kara and also Dan and all their lives. You said such good friends. I'm just so honored to know them all these years. And I think Dan said it so well, is that here we are, we're ministering to the youth at camp, ministering to you. And I mentioned it one of the nights, Dan said, we're still doing it. And I said, isn't that it? You know, there's a lot of people I look back in life and, you know, they're not serving the Lord anymore or they're not doing it. But we're still doing it. We're still going after God. Amen. And that's what God wants for you, man. Doing life with others, going after. So, so honored to be here. Thank you, Pastor Ben. The honor we could be here with the youth. Young people, we did have an amazing week. It was an awesome week. God just working and moving. And it was a great joy because early on as we went with, Pastor Ben said, Dan, we were young. I was a young evangelist. They were young. We came on. We traveled through Latin America, seeing God work miracles, seeing wild stuff, just Jesus show up and change and transform lives. So that's the foundation of just Man, really just my ministry, my life, I got messed up just seeing that Jesus is alive, anything is possible, just seeing God do radical, awesome things. That is that is also the same thing that messed up your pastor. If you want to know from the very start, it was on the road seeing Jesus show up again and again and wild things happen. So it's awesome. So I got to say this week as we were there at camp and as we started, youth camps are always a lot of fun. Come on, come on. And, and, and the reason I just love, man, just the next generation youth is that just even the testimonies talking about destiny and what's to come and God, the whole future ahead for our young people. It was such a joy. But one of the things that's so powerful when you come and do a youth camp, and we can learn something as adults, is that oftentimes, you know, they'll come in and we start off and the first night, it's kind of like a little bit hard. There's all the world and all this stuff we got to shake off. And the best thing is, I love it that when we started youth camp here, Ooh, this would make some adults shake, too, is they said, all right, all the phones in the box, kids. Whoa, come on, come on, young people, right? Hey, all your phones, put the phones away, put the technology away. We're going after God the next few days. And that's so powerful. All the distractions are gone. It was like, hey, we're going after God. And then as we worked into that, you kind of shake off and you forget, okay, not being impacted by things of the world in a place where God can speak to us. And that's what happened this week. Hearing the young people, hearing you testify, is that God showed up. And I want to remind all of us, thank you for sending your youth. Thank you, all of the young leaders who volunteered. Thank you, sir. Thank you, all of Who was volunteering at the youth camp? Hey, who's that? Can you guys stand up? Let's give them a hand, all of our volunteers, every, all the leaders, all the leaders. Everyone volunteer, all these. Come on, give them a hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody volunteered, everyone who came. Because there are two things that we always need to invest in for our young people. And we always need to. One is youth camps and the other is missions trips. I've seen it just transformational. Getting them, praise God, you know, once again, to youth camp and also out there on the missions field. So I want to see, we're going to get into a little something today. I want for it because we're in first service. And for time as we dive into, I want to get into number one. Let's jump in here. And look, get into the scriptures here this morning. So I really want to release this word to you. I think this is going to help some of you. And let's get into 2 Kings chapter 5. All right. 
2 Kings chapter 5. We'll just jump right in. Here's the beginning. Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father. What an honor we could be here this morning at Vita. Jesus, we thank you for showing up for the youth this week. You're awesome. And we thank you for Friday night showing up for all of us here in this house, in this place. You are alive. We thank you, Lord, this morning. Your word, Lord, touch our hearts, Lord God. We ask you to stretch forth your hand to heal those that need a miracle, those that need fresh fire, Lord God. Yes, Lord, touch their hearts, Lord, this morning. We worship you. We look to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 2 Kings chapter 5. You know, I've been thinking about this here as we look about Nahum here today. Many of us know this story, but let's look at this in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 9. Then Nahum went with his horses and his chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house, Elisha's house. And Elisha said to him, he said, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and you shall be restored whole, and you shall be made clean. And Nahum became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he'll come out, wave his hand, shout, do this, do that, do that, all that, and I'll be healed. So basically, here we are, breakdown is that Nahum's coming up, he hears about the prophet, he goes and shows up. But remember, as Pastor Ben mentioned here today as we get into this, is that oftentimes one of our greatest errors as humans is that we want to dictate how God's going to do something in our life. We're the ones that we need a miracle, whether it's finances, whether it's health, whether it's one thing in your life, and you've got it set. Well, surely God's going to do it this way. See, he's got it set in his mind. How about this guy? You know, it's not like how much worse are we as believers? We've spent some time in church, and we've seen God do things a certain way already. But he's, he's not even familiar. This guy hasn't even been to a lot of healing ministry and, you know, meetings and stuff. And he's just like, hey, surely this the prophet's going to come out and just wave his hand, and bam, my leprosy's gone. And I'm like, yeah, on my way. The prophet didn't even come out. So he's hot, you know, man, he's a leader, you know, got the pride going, you know, so like, oh, come on, I'm a somebody, the prophet won't come out for me. If God doesn't know somehow how he's got to get through to us, he had to get past himself to get his miracle. Oh, that's a message right there. That's a message right there. You've been waiting on God and he's been waiting on you. <laughs> so here we are, we see he's in this place, he's in that position, and things happen. He's wondering, all right, how's, how's this going to happen? What's going to take place? How do I get my miracle? So he said it. Well, thank God he's got a servant. You know, you read on there, a servant tells him, hey, come on, if he would have told you to do anything else, you'd do it. Why won't you just obey and go do it? So we know, if you know the end of the story, he goes and he dips in the river seven times, and he ends up getting cleaned and whole and totally healed. And I want to let you know this morning today, Specifically, if you need a breakthrough in your life, you need a miracle in your life, and specifically want to take a moment to break down in the area of healing. Is there anyone who needs a miracle in their life today? Lift their hand. I'm just curious. Anybody you need a miracle in the house today? All right. In your body? Okay. How about in your finances? All right. Quite a few in your body. In your finance? All right. So quite a few. You need a miracle. Let's look at this. Number one, we have to realize that it's putting it with God, getting past the way we think it's going to be done, whether it's a miracle you need financially or whether it's healing. I want to take a moment and speak into the area of healing. Because oftentimes things happen and we're like, what in the world? Number one, if anything hits you physically, anything takes place, anything comes down, you have to realize, number one, you're going to have to get past the why. 
That's getting past yourself. Because oftentimes as Christians, oftentimes as believers, we're like, why did that just happen? Why? Why? And we're so worked up in the why. Let me tell you about, you get, want a fresh story? I was in ER last night. Okay. What? Is somebody like, well, a couple of people, what? All right. So we're in ER last night. Here, so let me tell you a little story. So here we are as we get a little story is that we're in ER last night because last night kids all having fun. And, man, my son who's sitting up here, he's getting, you know, pulling some tricks on the trampoline. And, bam, you know, he kind of, a little bit of an accident takes place, right? So my son, you know, whoo, got a, you know, out. It's a, he gets a little unconscious. He's out. Come over helping him. And uh, he then comes to, he told his, he told the kids, go get my dad, get my dad. So we come out there, he's laid out, okay, he's laid out, man, back's out, he's hurting. We get him, finally get him up thinking, okay, man, you know, he's all right, like, thank God, the back, back, the neck, okay, we're all right. Kind of, you know, get him in, he's okay. And then he's passing out, and we can't get him up, he's going, so I'm ready to call ambulance number one. We're praying, we're praying, but also it's like, hey, we know that the God has given us doctors, right? So I'm praying for him first off, and then we're like, all right, we pray for him out there, walk him in. And then he's thinking, all right, maybe we need to call an ambulance. So pray for him again, think, okay, don't need to call an ambulance. And we pray for him again, think maybe he's on the way out the door, and he's getting ready where he's like, whew, I can't do it, can't hold my head up. We lay him down again, he's going to pass out. He said, oh, his back, his neck, serious issues. I don't know how much you remember of this here. My son's sitting up. By the way, my son's sitting up here. There's a good end to the story, right? So hey, praise God. <laughs> here we are. So we pray, almost ready to call 911 again. It's so serious. We get him in the car, get him to the hospital. They come kind of rush him in. Well, we pray for him, praying in tongues, man, praying the spirit in the name of Jesus, praying on the way. We get to the hospital. Once I check him in the ER and the hospital, do you know at this point God has so touched his body? It's not the same boy we started out with. The boy I started out with in the house, I'm like ready to call 911. It's serious. By the time we get to the doctor, God's already worked in his body. And, you know, I'm thinking, wow, I could have saved a lot of money, you know, Lord, if we would have we got this a little bit earlier. <laughs> So here we are, late last night into the air. Of course, they do, you know, the x-ray still everything. He's totally fine, walks out of there. He's here today. Now, my point is with that is yes. And now, good, does he got a little bruise there and all? But it was just totally God working. Now, if it was on me, I'm like, hey, when we were first praying at the house, that would have been the best time for him to get off. I would have liked to see that. Why did I have to walk it through all the way into the hospital? And then I'm a little frustrated at this point because my son's looking pretty darn good. No doctor, I'm fine. Everything's good. You know, I did a little. I'm like, wow, okay, we could have used that about, you know, an hour ago. The point is, is that who are you to say with God? Sometimes there's two ways in which you receive a miracle. And this is what you need to understand today because many of us miss this principle, just as Nahum, and we're putting on. I'm just rejoicing in the end. My son's here this morning. Every turn thing turned out all right, and he's fine, praise God. And I'm rejoicing in that in the end where we got. But you got to get past the why. You know, hey, well, why did that accident happen? You know, why were we at the place where we're multiple times getting ready to call 911? We had to go through all that experience that whole night. And it got me fired up this morning to minister you in the area of healing. Let's look at it specifically, the two areas. There are two ways. This is Old Testament. When we get into the New Testament, there's only two ways in which you can receive specifically from God in the area of healing. Turn with me to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verse 
Acts chapter 10. So first thing is you need to get past the why in your life. If you need a miracle now, get past that why it happened. That doesn't even matter. Now let's get to it here. Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And with power. There are two ways in which you receive a miracle. Listen, and with power. The Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all the repressed for the devil for God was with him. So here we go. Is that we have here today that we understand. The first way, there are two ways in which you can receive a miracle. The first way in which you can receive a miracle out of these two, the Holy Spirit are the gifts of the Spirit, the lightnings of God. And the second is the power, it says, the healing power of God. You need to understand as a believer is that there are two ways because oftentimes like Nahum, we are expecting a certain way or we are looking for a certain way. We have certain expectations on God, how it's going to do. And there's only two ways in which you can receive a miracle. Number one, which is the lightnings of God. And number two here, which is just, man, the healing power of God. Amen. Just right here. So let's look at this. Number one, we're not going to get in here, but I want you to turn to John chapter five. We're going to hit a few scriptures here this morning. Is it John chapter 5 are the lightnings of God? We see here John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, and there was, verse 2, there was by Jerusalem a sheep gate, a pool by an Hebrew called Bethesda, having five porches, and in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down and stirred the water at a certain pool at a certain time in the water, and they stepped in first, and they stirred the water, and it made whoever was well. Just, man, whoever was sick was well. Now, these are the lightnings of God. This is God just to mess with us that he's God. He puts a text like this in the scripture to say there are miracles, there are supernatural, there are things that you can see that right now that I will do that are just my lightnings of God. Just I come, I'm not even explaining that. There's just this pool, an angel shows up, bam, there's a bunch of lame people out there. I mean, if you look at it in your mind, the scene is crazy, right? All these lame people are standing out. The water starts moving, and you have a bunch of sick people, like, wrestling, you know, to get in. You know, whoo, first person in, baby. Bam! Yeah! Talk about a prize. Right? This is kind of how it was. It's crazy. And God doesn't even explain all that. Just says, that's the lightnings of God. That's just my lightnings. That's just me showing up, doing something supernatural as I will. And that is just him saying, I can work a miracle just like that, supernatural, as I will, and I don't even have to explain it. Whew, lightning. We're going to get into this a little further, but this is what most of us want. We want the lightnings. We want God just show up, just do it. Just do it, Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to dive in the word here just for a moment. And then God's going to show up in a powerful way here. Minister to you what you need. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Let's get in here. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to all. And he says, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. He's going in down here. Then he says, to another faith by the same Spirit, the gifts of healing. To another, the working of miracles. So here's our nine gifts of the Spirit he's talking about in 1 Corinthians 12. What I want you to get is verse 11. When he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And it says, by one, the same Spirit, all these things individually... As he wills. As he wills. The gifts of the Spirit are as God wills. Not us, right? 
It's as he wills. So the lightnings of God are as he wills. We can stand out, and, who, you know, I used to live here in Arizona. And my wife came and joined me in Arizona in the middle. And I'm like, oh, babe, we're starting to head into the monsoon season. She's not from Arizona. She's like, what? We're in the desert. doesn't rain here? What? Rain? What are you talking about? Who knows? It rains here. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. We get that monsoon, comes, shows up. So here we go, man. It moves in. And who knows? You can get out there in the midst of a storm. You can stand up on a hill, but it doesn't mean you're going to get struck with lightning. And that's the lightnings of God. You can get in a healing service. You can get in the environment where God's moving. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get struck with the lightnings of God. You have no guarantee on it. It's as he wills. So here's the thing about the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit, when God shows up, when you see Jesus, and let's, if we jump back to, oh, actually, if you look in John chapter 5, if you jump back, there was a man there who was at that pool of Bethesda, and here he is. He is sick. And Jesus says to him, he's like, hey, you want to be healed? And he's like, yeah, but I don't have anybody to put me in the water. So talk about sad. He's hanging out at the pool, but he can't even get in and get the miracle. So he's like, hey, so Jesus, there was absolutely no faith in the man. Jesus just says, get up and walk. Man gets up, walks. That was a gift of the Spirit. We see this here as a gift of the Spirit in operation in that moment as the Lord rose. Jesus only had two things to offer the sick. Is he had either a gift of the Spirit or he had healing by faith. Remember he went into his hometown, Nazareth, and it says he could there do no mighty work because of their unbelief. How about that? Wild thought, right? Well, why? Because he didn't have any lightnings of the Spirit in operation right there in that moment. There was no gift of the Spirit in operation. So it was by faith. It was one or the other. All those other people, all those people around the pool, but we only read about one man who had a lightning. Jesus just said, hey, man, get up. And power of God hit him, went up. Other places we see, man, all their faith, they're all receiving miracles. Everyone is healed. Powerful. Everyone who came to Jesus by faith received a miracle. So here's the thing about the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are the signs and wonders of God. He comes and shows up, and it's a big sign. People on the road to hell, they're driving on this freeway to hell. And as they're driving down, they see a sign, boom, man, I love you. I care for you. Hey, get off this road, just like this. And they look. And oftentimes I'd see at our evangelistic events when the Holy Spirit comes and when he descends. I was telling you guys a story. You know when the first time? Who remembers when the first time I saw the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Anybody remember that, that story? Yeah, at a youth. You're right, at a youth camp in Prescott Valley. So I'm up there. I was telling, first time I saw, actually, was a youth camp. I was seeking God for the gifts of the Spirit. I'd seen people heal, praying for people. But I'm wanting to see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. I'm praying. And that afternoon, the Lord speaks to me. He says, tonight, I'm going to heal a deaf person at this youth camp. Years ago, man, 20 plus years ago. And I'm like, what? I'm stepping out in faith. And I call out with the young people. None of you have ever seen a miracle. But tonight, you're going to see a miracle. Who's death? A counselor came up. One counselor. Totally deaf in one ear. Here in the U.S. I said, in the name of Jesus, boom, man, just like that. Her ear opened up. She starts weeping. The power of God falls on the camp. Well, it was a gift of the Spirit in operation. Then begin to see that. It's going to travel the world and see. Oftentimes, the Lord would show me in a vision in the afternoon, or I would see something ahead, and I would know I'd need to step out by faith. But it's how he wanted to demonstrate his love. It was the lightnings of God. And when that comes, it's like a cloak. It just comes on you. Sometimes it comes on you. 
You know, I remember, what was that one city? It was like a Veracruz. Like our, remember the one the pastors did for all of us, put out north? That one, that one area the pastors put that on, that about 5,000 people out there. Thinking of a Pastor Ben story here. We're out there here, and it's Pastor Ben and I. That afternoon, I saw, boom, the Holy Spirit just fall on. Yeah, remember the Veracruz. So, Jen, the Holy Spirit showed me that afternoon moving in the wheelchair section. Healing people in the wheelchair section. Well, the Holy Spirit showed me what he wanted to do. So then the service just falls on. Well, I knew at that moment it wasn't based on their faith. We walked down to the wheelchair section and started ministering to people in the wheelchair section. And the Holy Spirit, bomb, in the name of Jesus. And a bop, 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 bop. People were getting healed whether they had faith or not. Here's the wild thing. When the lightnings of God come, it doesn't matter whether you're saved or unsaved or whether you believe. When the lightnings of God come, it doesn't matter whether you're saved or unsaved or whether you have any faith in miracles at all. Had people stand up, that cloak just falls, and it's like, man, the Holy Spirit's saying, I want to do this. He's going to do it. Boom, boom. You're just flowing with him, and it's a boldness just comes on you. It's supernatural, and you're flowing, going, and it's like all of a sudden, then people are coming up, and they're testifying, and they're like, man, I can't believe it. That's when you know it's a gift of the Spirit. They're up there testifying up here at the vision. I can't believe it. This miracle just happened to me. That is the most unfaith statement you can say. Let me tell you, that is the lightnings of God. And you go, whoa, come on, Jesus. Woo. And he's just showing his power. And he's coming and manifesting his love. That's the lightnings of God. Here's the thing. God does that. Man, it does. It shows up. I love it in my life when that cloak shows up. Boom, and it's there. But here's the thing. Number two is vital. The second way you receive is by faith, the healing power of God. This one's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Wait, okay, let's stop. Let's walk back over here. You are not guaranteed a miracle by the lightnings of God. You can get one, but you're not guaranteed it. But you are guaranteed a miracle by faith. Number two. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Come on. That's right. You're guaranteed. So this is where it gets good. This is where we see, let's turn to Luke chapter 5. This is number two. The first way you can receive a miracle is the lightnings of God. The second way that you can receive a miracle is the healing power of God. And I want to tell you a ton of stories, but we don't have much time this morning. So we're going to go super fast. All right, so Luke chapter 5. All right. I love seeing all the young people up here, guys. Come on, man. Woo! Come on. Praise God. I love it. I love it. Next generation. So we see here Luke chapter 5. Let's look at verse 17. Now, it happened on a certain day. As he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. So the Lord's power is present. This is the thing here we see here quickly is that the Lord's power was present. Just like today, there's enough power in this room for every person who needs a miracle to get a miracle. There's enough power in this room for every person who wants salvation to get salvation. It's right there. It's here. It's guaranteed. So here we are. He said, by faith... He said, then behold, he brought on a man with a bed who was paralyzed. You brought him in. And we read down to verse 20. When he saw their faith, he said, so now this is different than the man in John chapter 5 who had no faith. Jesus just a gift of the Spirit. Lightning's God, boom, get up, walk. 
This man, he saw their faith. So then he said to a man, your sins are forgiven. The scribes went crazy. What? You can't say that. I love it back then. They're all, they're all fine with miracles. They're all fine with radical miracles. But the moment you're forgiven sins, it was like, what? Sometimes it's the opposite today. Crazy how that works. So here we are. Verse 23, Jesus said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk, that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus here saying there's no difference between salvation and healing. No difference at all. They are one and the same. So with salvation, man, how do we get saved? Man, all we did is what? We had to believe with our heart, and we had to confess with our mouth, right? Romans 10, 9 and 10. You had to believe. You had to confess. Your belief, we have to think very simply. Who determined the day you got saved? You did. Not God. God would have saved you before you messed up, before you did that, 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 that. Jesus already did it all on the cross, right? So you decided what day you'd raise your hand, you'd walk up, or maybe wherever you were in the world, you could be in a dark prison cell, fall on your legs, say, man, God forgive me, Jesus be my Lord, bam. And you know, he's gonna show up right there in that moment. There's enough power anywhere on this globe to save you. Jesus saying once in a while, there's enough power anywhere on this globe to heal you. But all you have to do is take it by faith. But here's the wild thing. Who ever felt saved before they were saved? Think all the crazy things we think about healing. We come over here about healing by faith. Number one, a lot of us, we want the lightnings of God. But then, okay, when it comes by faith, we want to feel it before we've got it. You didn't feel saved before you're saved. Did you start, lift your hands, start walking down the aisle, you just felt good. Whoa, come on, hadn't even prayed yet. Whoa, you just start dancing like people do. Whoa, come on, wow. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You came down here, you walk, and you said, Lord, I believe Jesus, forgive me. And either that moment or maybe sometime later down the line, some people don't even feel it initially because it's not based on your feelings. Ooh, not based on your feelings. So think about this here. Your faith requires an action. It requires you have to. James 2, man, 26, faith without works is dead. you got to act your faith, right? So if you have to act your faith, now right here, it's guaranteed Jesus has done everything he'll ever do about healing you. Everything. On the cross, by his stripes, it's done. He will not do one more thing. The work's complete, right? So it's on us. Here's the powerful thing about healing by faith. Understand the two. Oftentimes, we come and we want to have the minister or whatever we're looking for the cloak, baby. And let me tell you, I love it when the cloak's there. I love it when the gifts of the Spirit, the lightnings of God are there. And the Lord says, we're going to heal the death today. And I'm like, yes, bring forth the death. And it's there. I know everyone death. Boom, and death ears open in the name of Jesus. Or the Lord drops it. He says, today, I just know it, boost of the Spirit. It's time for the lame today. It's like, whoa, glory. He's got signs. He's got wonders. His love. And you pull for the lame. I remember we're in Ethiopia one time. We're bringing them up. And legs are twisting, breaking out. Whoa, coming up, raised. They're jumping people. People in the city know them. They're like, ah, Jesus. They're Muslims. And they're like, ah. They see Jesus is alive. They see Jesus is alive. And it's a sign. It's a billboard. He's saying, I'm alive. I love you. I died for you. I love it when that's there. But know that when a minister comes up to you, if that lightning isn't there, all he can do is give you the healing power of God. He can release the anointing on you, and you're guaranteed a miracle by faith. So here's the key. It's super simple, right? Let me tell you a little story we told the youth. All right. This was the other one, Prescott Valley, in that church. 
because I was thinking about this. We're up in Prescott Valley. I was thinking about a miracle of a woman she had pulled into church that morning, Sunday morning, coming in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed. Paralyzed woman that shows up. Walk up to pray for her. She's listening to the word. Man, preaching about Jesus. Man, we're preaching, going, it came up time to pray for her. And here she is in that wheelchair. And as I walked up to her, I said, number one, was there this cloak there? There wasn't that cloak. There wasn't the gift of the spirit in operation. So all I had was to be able to release the healing power of God, that anointing on her. So I said, hey, listen. I said, right here, do you believe that Jesus is the healer? She said, yes. Okay, come on. Come on, woo. All right, she's paralyzed. She believes Jesus is the healer. But that's not going to get her a miracle. That's just step one. All right, now she believes Jesus. I said, great, great, great. All right, I said, awesome. Do you believe that Jesus will heal you today? Well, I hope. Well, that was faith, but not now. There was no faith for today. It wasn't for her. That was, I believe he can do it, but I don't know about me. Remember, he wills to have now. Remember that leper came, showed up. Jesus, I know you can. Will you? He said, I will. Be cleansed. Boom. Just like that. He got it. His will's for all of us right now. So here I told her, I said, here she comes. And I said, listen, do you believe it says, by his stripes you were healed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Great. Right now, I said, I want you to close your eyes. This is simple. If you get anything today out of this message, this is simple faith in action right here. To get a miracle from God. With whatever you need. If this is if you need also in the area of finances, whatever you need from the Lord, your faith, one of the things I love about youth and children, is the power to imagine and dream. I said, close your eyes. She's in that wheelchair. Here she is in the wheelchair, you know, sitting there, can't walk. I said, close your eyes. Right now, I want you to see yourself walking out of this building, totally healed. Ah, I said, can you see it? She says, no. I think, okay, okay, well, let's go back. Let's go back to the scriptures here. You believe Jesus is healed? Yes. Okay, you believe by his stripes you were healed, then you are healed right now. He's done it all. That means you are healed. All right, close your eyes. See it again. All right, now, whoo, close your eyes. Her eyes are closed. I said, right now, I want you to see yourself get up from this wheelchair, and I want you to see yourself walk out these doors. Now she's paralyzed as can be sitting there. I said, can you see it? She says, No. I said, oh, okay, let's start again. Get back in here. Jesus is the healer. He's done it all for you. He's taking it. Do you believe that? Yes, I believe that. It says by his stripes you were healed. That means you are healed. What would you act like if you were healed? Because you are. Okay, close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Whoa, okay. All right. I want you to see yourself get up from this wheelchair. She's paralyzed. I want you to see yourself, push yourself up from this wheelchair. I want you to see yourself walk out these doors. And I want, to see, want you to see it right now. Can you see it? Her eyes are closed. She says, yes, I can. Wow, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now she's got the step. That's faith for today for her now, her imagination. That's the faith it doesn't matter when it happens. She's got it right now. That's the faith for the miracle. It just, her faith just became alive in that moment. So I prayed for her. I said, in the name of Jesus, prayed for her body. I said, man, get up and walk. And then I began to start ministering to people. Now remember, didn't have a lightning of God, had the healing power of God. All she needed to do was believe and act her faith. So this woman sitting there in the wheelchair, she then, she started pushing herself up, and she falls down. Started pushing herself, and I mean, five minutes goes by. Nothing, I'm still praying for other people. 
Man, now 10 minutes goes by. She's not walking. She's pushing herself up, falling down. She, whoa, she got oh, a little bit. She fell back over. She's over there. She's she just working her faith and struggling and acting over here. But she saw it right here on the inside. Her faith with Jesus will do it for me today. And after 15 minutes, do you know that woman, she got it? And the power got here, and she's standing up on her feet. And then that woman, she starts to walk. Whoa! Starts to walk to the glory of God because Jesus healed her and set her free that morning. And do you know that woman walked out? She walked out of that church that day, and her husband was pushing the wheelchair. Said, You need to leave that thing. He put that wheel. He's walking out of the search, heading on out. She just walked right out the doors, man. Boom, just off. Bam, she's out of there. Walked back, got in her car. She did everything she saw the Lord was going to do for her. Oh! If somebody needs that today, she had God did everything that she believed and saw right there that day. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. You can't tell me, man. God, that's the faith that it doesn't matter if it's today or if it's tomorrow or it's the next day. I see it. God's doing it for me. That's faith. Close your eyes right now. You need a miracle from God? Woo, what better place to end it than right there? You need a miracle from the Lord today. You need God to touch you today. You need that miracle. He'll do it for you right now. Woo. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord God, your word that you came to heal us and deliver us and set us free. We thank you, Lord, you are so good. Right now, we worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Right now, I want you to see yourself healed. What do you need from the Lord? See yourself free. See yourself receive that miracle, what you need from the Lord. If it's a miracle in your body, see yourself living without it. See Jesus doing it for you right now. Maybe there's somebody you need a financial miracle. See the Lord bringing that in right now. Right now. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Who is that? You need a miracle in your body. Don't come forward. Just stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Yep, you need a miracle in your body. Stand to your feet right now this morning. We thank you, Lord, wherever you're at. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Right now, keep your eyes closed, everyone's eyes closed. We thank you, Lord. And just see yourself healed, see yourself free of it. Yeah. What would you act like if you were healed because you are? See Jesus doing it for you this morning. Yeah. It's that simple, just like with her. It's that simple. It's that simple. God gave you your imagination. What would you act like if you were healed because you are? That means today, that means tomorrow, that means the next day. Some of you could see it right now in this moment. Some of you could see it in the next few days. Faith takes it now. Faith walks in it now. There may be an action physically you need to do. There may be just with your words you need to speak and thank God. Thank you, Lord. Also, too, if there's those you need a financial miracle, would you stand also with them? We're going to pray for you, too, in this moment.
Thank you, Lord. Right now with your eyes closed, see that financial miracle. See that financial breakthrough. See God doing it for you. But my God shall supply all your need. Now let's think of Nahum very quickly. If there's anything in the way of our miracle, we need to forgive. Maybe we need to tithe if you're looking at a financial miracle. There's things in the way of your miracle. Make that decision right now to forgive. Make that decision to make the change. If you've been in disobedience, just say, Lord, I forgive them. Lord, forgive me. Right now where you're at, just quietly before God. If there's anything you need to get out of the way, just Jesus, I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Lord. Yes, we give it to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, everyone, man, just with hands lifted, Jesus, you're my Lord. Yep, just say it. Jesus, you're my Lord. I give you everything. You are my healer. You are my provider. I give you everything. And I believe. I believe. And I'm going to do an act right now as you see that, your imagination. Act what you need to do. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak to every sickness, every disease. You go in Jesus' name. We speak healing right now in this place, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your people right now. Free freedom in Jesus' name. Yeah, we thank you, Lord, for even the miracles we saw at the youth camp this week. We thank you, Lord, miracles, Lord, today. Jesus, right now, work, move. Yeah, yeah, as you see it, do it, do it, do it. And, Lord, financial miracles in Jesus' name. Some of you, there's some things you need to do. You see it in the coming days. Right now, the Lord's speaking to you. There's something you need to do. There's an act. Just like Nahum. Just like Nahum, there was something specific the Lord was saying. You need that financial miracle. You need that healing. There's something he's saying. You need to do this. Go dip seven times. You need to go take care of this. You need to do this. And right now, even as that thought comes, you may not make sense. You think, wow, that doesn't make sense in the natural We thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Miracles, pain leaving, freedom in Jesus' name. Now, we want to end a little bit differently this morning. If there's anyone, you need fresh fire in your body. You need fresh fire. Very quickly come. The youth are going to pray for you. We're going to dismiss right now in just a moment. Very quickly come. If you're any adult that's here and you want the fire, we prayed Friday night. Would you quickly come to the altar? Are there any adults that's you? Just you're honest enough to say, man, I need some fresh fire. These youth, man, we've been in it all week. The Holy Spirit's been pouring out. If you're honest enough, would you just come very quickly? I want to pray that you, yeah, give them a hand. Everyone's bold enough just to come. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Very quickly, we're going to turn things over to Pastor Ben. I'll stay myself. The youth, we want to pray for you very quickly. Anyone who needs prayer, come quickly to the altars. We will pray for you. Thank you so much. Honored to be here. We'll be here for another service.